I acknowledge your emoji. Looks like we've got a bunch of tech-savvy people here. So good job. I think that Max... We do. I'm ready. See, we both got our steps in today. We didn't (laughs) think that it would be that when we were covering things earlier, and yet here we are getting our steps in in church. So every Sunday that's the first Sunday of the month, I try to unpack a little bit about what this virtue means and all of these things we find in God's word because they're pieces of God's character. They're woven throughout the scriptures and they're seeped and soaked into God's word. And so gratitude, letting others know you see how they've helped you is just woven throughout the fabric of both the Old and New Testament. So the Jewish people out throughout the Old Testament were supposed to constantly remember Remember what God has done for you. Remember that God took you and brought you out of Egypt. Remember that God helped you to cross the Jordan. Remember that God conquered Jericho on your behalf. Remember all the things that God has done for you. God is so good. God keeps his promises. And then throughout the New Testament, particularly in Paul's letters, we have this admonition time and time again to be grateful. And even Jesus himself tells this story um, Wait, it's not a story, it's an encounter. He heals 10 lepers. And how many lepers come back to say thank you? One. And Jesus says, where are the other nine? Where are the other nine? Okay. So the Apostle Paul, there we go. The Apostle Paul wrote a letter to a group of Christians in Thessalonica. David just mentioned this, okay, in our scripture reading for today. And we're back in that same book for our teaching time. Paul says this at the end of this letter, be thankful in how many circumstances? Some circumstances? Circumstances you like. Circumstances that are going your way. Circumstances where you're getting everything that you want. Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. So Paul sent this letter to Thessalonica from probably Corinth, and this is the big journey that he took. And in the ancient world, this was a lot of traveling. He went over by land, that's a lot of walking, and then a lot of ship sailing. Thessalonica's up here, and Corinth is down here. And so... Paul writes this letter to them, and he says, be thankful in all circumstances. And in this chapter of 1 Thessalonians, Paul talks about the fact that Jesus is coming back. And when Jesus comes back, we get our resurrected bodies. And we have good reason to be hopeful. We have good reason to be expectant, because God will do what he's promised. So Paul says, be thankful in all circumstances. No matter what happens, we're going to face difficulties. We're going to face frustrations. So how do we stay thankful? Kids, scientists can give us a look at what this might look like because scientists deal with disappointment all day long. You think you've got this idea, this experiment, and so you try it, and it doesn't work. So you try it again, and it doesn't work. And you try it again, and it doesn't work. So I want to tell you about a few people from history. These are real people. The first is Richard James. Richard James worked for the Navy, and he was trying to figure out a way to hang sensitive equipment in a ship 
so that when a ship is in a storm and it's doing this thing and it's rolling and pitching and heaving, that the equipment would be relatively stable. And so he's working with uh, pieces of metal that stick together and are springy. And do you know what he mistakenly invented? The slinky. The slinky. It was by accident. He didn't even know what was going to happen, and it happened out of disappointment. Alexander Fleming was searching for a wonder drug that would cure people of illnesses. And he would have these Petri dishes filled with his experiments, and they didn't work, and they didn't work, and they didn't work, so he threw them away. And in the trash, in one of these Petri dishes, something starts growing, this mold penicillin, the first antibiotic. How many of you kids have had to go to the doctor and the doctor said, you've got an ear infection, you need to take this antibiotic. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> you can thank Alexander Fleming for that, right? Then there's this other guy, John Kellogg. He was trying to make a pot of boiled grain and accidentally left it sitting out for several days. Ugh. Ugh. It turned moldy but the stuff that emerged was dry and thick. And guess what? He started packaging it and it's called cornflakes. <laughs> That's where that came from. Packed with nutrients and vitamins. <laughs> My favorite among all of these scientists is Percy Spencer. Percy Spencer was tasked with developing uh, radar so that the United States Navy and Air Force could find and discover other ships and planes. And he's building these devices to send out a signal that will bounce off of things that it makes into contact, comes in contact with. And while he's there in his lab coat next to this equipment, he reaches in for his candy bar only to discover that it has completely melted in his pocket. And he has some dry corn so he takes the corn and he puts it inside the equipment and he turns it on and guess what happens to the corn? He invents the microwave. Again, by accident, by accident, okay? So here's what I want to remind you guys. You always have something to be grateful for. Even when things don't seem to be going the way you want, even when things don't seem to be going well, even when things don't seem to be going right, I went to Wheaton College to study music, and by the end of my freshman year, I had dropped out of the conservatory, and I had dropped my conservatory major. But I met Jenny. <laughs> okay? I applied to three PhD programs after my second graduate degree, and I was thinking, I'm going to go on, and I'm going to teach at the college level. And I got turned down from all three. And then I ended up returning to the very call that I had when I was 11 years old to be a pastor. Um, you and I don't know how our stories are going to end, but we do know how the story ends. Jesus is coming back, and he's going to make right what is broken. He is going to wipe away every tear. He is going to sow in us that which is not corruptible, bodies that don't decay, bodies that don't wear out, and where sin and brokenness do not define our relationships. So again we can always be grateful for something. 
I've gotten an upfront seat to that contrast this week. So I have a chamber friend who's going through a rough time, and he's just mad at the world right now. So he'll say to me, Max, my wife stinks. My church stinks. These people have let me down. My wife's let me down. My church has let me down. People are terrible. Everything's terrible. It's all their fault, blah, blah, blah. It's, you know. And, and so I'm hearing this time and time again from him. And I've now spent time with Bob Martin. Bob is Jema's husband, who has just been told he's only going to be around a few more months, okay? And the last two times I've sat with him at the end of his bed, he can't get out of bed, he's so weak. Um, he's lying on his side and he's talking to me. And out of Bob's mouth is this, Max, God is so good. He's been so good to me. I have, my life has been absolutely incredible and I can't believe that I got Jema <laughs> and that Jema has loved me these so many years and put up with me. I'm just so grateful. I'm so blessed. And he says that as he's so weak, he can't get out of bed, right? There it is. There it is. A little glimpse of what Paul writes in his letter to 1 Thessalonians. You always have something to be grateful for. And isn't it true when you encounter people who are just grateful, you're drawn to them. You want to hang around them. You want to be with them, right? And that's how life should work. So again, I want to return to Paul's, Paul's admonition at the end of 1 Thessalonians, and I want to put it in its full context. See that no one pays back evil for evil. Always try to do good to each other and to all people. Always be joyful, never stop praying. Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. I want to pause and pray for us, and then I'm going to give you an opportunity to talk about some things with each other that you're grateful for. Will you pray with me? Father, one of the reasons that I often pray that you would give us eyes to see things as they really are is because I know in my own life how sometimes my eyes and my focus is on the problems or the hardship that I'm, I'm in at the moment and I'm not looking at Jesus. And I know in my own life when I'm not looking at Jesus and when I'm focused in on all this broken and rah, like it's hard for me to be grateful. But when I'm focused on Jesus, I see things with clarity. So Father, help us to see Jesus today, this week, in our lives, in our relationships. Help us to see Jesus and help us to see things as they really are and not as they appear. I pray this in his sweet name. Amen.